Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Underway a little bit later than normal. On this Saturday, we have the Twins tonight and the Angels game two of the three-game set. And our pregame show at 7.30 tonight and the first pitch coming up just after 8 o'clock. So uh, Twins and Angels. Twins got a very good win on Friday night, 4-0 uh, the final. Tyler Malley did an outstanding job going six innings. Uh, they combined on a shutout, hold the Angels to four hits. So Twins and Angels again tonight here on the radio right now. We're going to go outdoors. Steve Carney joins us, and he's been doing it for years. SteveCarneyOutdoors.com is the place, and... Uh, Steve, here we go, and a little fall in the air today for sure. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. It is beautiful. I love the 70s like this. It's great, and I'm out at Game Fair today. I'll be here all six days, and I'll tell you the crowds are really up, and I think it's just, you know, normally it's either monsoon rains out here or 95 degrees, but it's 70s. It's great. People are really out in, in big numbers, so it's really nice to see. Yeah, and this is really the first big event of the autumn. I know it comes in August, but everybody's talking about hunting season, and I know we, we've been previewing this event for a couple of weeks, and it, it really is a kickoff, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, it is, and it's everybody's brought their shotguns. They brought their dogs. It's uh, It's really kind of a dog thing. Everybody's got a dog or two, and that makes it pretty interesting, all the different breeds, but... What's kind of neat about it is people can actually talk to the breeding experts out here and get an idea on the type of dog that they want to, you know, get involved in and some really smart people out here. But it's great. Everybody's talking about the dove season in two weeks, and then we've got the early teal season on September 3. I mean, all this stuff is, is coming right up, so everybody's pumped about it. I personally am not really happy about the early teal season. I'm kind of in the minority, I think mainly because I think it's it's very disruptive to the ducks at that time, and it really does affect the, 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 the regular opener a couple of weeks later, and it disperses the ducks. And, I, and that's just my personal opinion, but I can understand the mentality behind it. They're trying to encourage you know more hunters in the field, more licensed sales, and encourage the sport, which I do understand, but there can't, there, there has been proof that there has been some substantial collateral damage on other species because at this time in early September, it's hard to really determine that bird coming in by the coloring because they don't really have their full plumage yet. 
So to try to determine a small wood duck from a teal is very difficult unless you're, you know, really good at waterfowling. So it is what it is. It's the second year that they've done this. It was supposed to be experimental. So we'll have to see. But that's um, that's just kind of one of my opinions. After waterfowling for 55 years in my life, I, I've seen it all, and I'm not sure if this is the right thing or not. But, again, we're pumped up about it. Um, we just want to get out in the field. We're ready. Yeah, and Steve, the duck hunt has been uh, a challenge in recent years, and, and there are a lot of reasons for that. But uh, if you like to duck hunt, uh, there's no doubt things have changed probably in the last 10 years or so. You are 100% right, Steve. And, you know, a lot of it is loss of habitat, water quality, and a lot of the migration patterns have been moving farther west almost every year, and that trend started about 20 years ago. So we're not getting the standard flights that we get, you know, through the lakes country in central Minnesota like we used to. But as Minnesotans, we just take what we get. We're happy to, you know, to harvest whatever we can. And we know it's not the 60s and 70s or 80s, but we take what we can. And the the, the real influx of the flyway has been in right through central South Dakota, through North Dakota. And that's, you know, where the hardcore waterfowlers go. And sometimes you just got to, you know, road trip five, six hours to go where the action is if you really, really want to get consistent waterfowling. But, you know, we just do the best we can. And, you know, the early season is really critical in Minnesota. We we want cool weather to keep the wood ducks and the teal around, which is very, very important because when they migrate, they're an, a notorious early migrant. And if they leave early, then we have a pretty tough stretch waiting for some sort of northern push, which is not what it used to be. It's a trickle compared to what it used to be. But we just do the best we can. We take what we get and uh, take what we're dealt, as they say. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I, I think uh, a, a bird that uh, is on the upswing here in the state of Minnesota, and it really is great news, you know, pheasant hunting has, has been improving. Wouldn't you say, Steve, that, you know, we, we've seen an uptick in the last couple of years? Yeah, it, it's been very sporadic and mixed, Steve. It, it depends on the part of the state that you're sure. in. You know, you know, with corn and soybeans, you know, pulling in a lot of money, uh, because of that, a lot of the habitat has been destroyed, and, and now, now it's corn and beans. And so there has been, on one side of the coin, a loss of habitat, waterways, a lot of drainage and tillage, and that has changed things. But there are certain parts of the state, uh, northwestern part, northern central, that do have very good bird hunting. And it's not really considered the pheasant belt. It's more north of the pheasant belt, the traditional pheasant belt. And there are birds because there's habitat. So there are parts of Minnesota that still have great bird hunting. It's just the pheasant belt is not what it used to be because of, you know, the crop development and everything that's been going on. So if you get in the right spot in Minnesota, there are birds, but you got to do your legwork to make it happen. Yeah, uh, no doubt about that. And, uh, Steve, one other thing we want to bring up is the fishing, and uh, where does it stand right now? What are you hearing? What are, What have you noticed out on the water as of late you know steve it's the same old song and dance that we've been talking about for about four weeks it just kind of stopped about three weeks ago um, water temperatures are dropping now they're down around 73 74 and we're kind of in that august doldrum period where they're very hard to find it's hard to pattern these fish 
But we start getting some cool nights now in the 40s and 50s and 60s during the day. They're going to start transitioning into that fall pattern now where they're going to be moving into areas that they inhabited in the spring. So we just kind of wait and see. And it's all weather, you know, dictated, and it'll start, and we just don't know when. So kind of looking forward to that. And right now I'm spending a lot of time pulling crankbaits and, you know, covering water and being very very aggressive and getting the fish that I can. But it's not what it was about four or five weeks ago. But we run into this pretty much every year. We just kind of tough it out because we know it's just going to get better, especially October into November last year was outstanding, and I, I anticipate that being about the same. All right, Steve Carney, always good to visit with you. I know game fair this weekend. Where are you going to be in the coming week? You know, Steve, game fair is over tomorrow, then I'm going to rest a couple days, and then I'm going to come back into the cities and do the final three days of game fair and take a little break because fishing's not that great right now anyway. So I'm just going to take a little break, do the game fair thing, and then hit it hard uh, later in the month. All right, very good, Steve. We'll do it again in one week. Sounds great, Steve. Have a great rest of the weekend. All right, there he is, Steve Carney, joining us from Game Fair up there just off Highway 10 in in Ramsey officially. I know sometimes they say it's Anoka, but officially Ramsey just off Highway 10. Game Fair underway this weekend and next. Quick break. We're going to come back and huge event. Uh, State Amateur Baseball Tournament. Class A already underway at Palm Field, St. Anthony Village. And get this, um, the the, uh, B and C get started. Faribault, Dundas, and Meesville, your hosts, will get into all of that coming up here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Twins and Angels later, Steve Thompson in right now. Uh, earlier in the day, John Hines sitting in for Shaletta Brundage today between 11 and 2. And then we had a rebroadcast of our Farm Fest coverage, including that gubernatorial debate uh, before uh, between uh, GOP candidate Dr. Scott Jensen and uh, current governor Tim Walls. And that was on the air between 2 and 3 o'clock. And if you didn't catch it, uh, here's a great way to go back if you want to hear or hear part of that. Or, or hear some of John's show or Denny Long this morning. Uh, it's easy. Get the free Odyssey app and use the Rewind feature. Uh, right now, State Amateur Baseball Tournament, Class A underway over at St. Anthony Village in Palm Field. I'll wrap it up next weekend. And then it's the B and the C. Faribault, Dundas, and Meesville will be hosting games this year. And uh, just a tremendous event, teams from all over the state uh, competing for that title. And Mike Ludwig joins us, and he's uh, been associated with the Dundas Dukes for a long time. Mike, good to visit with you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Steve. Yeah, and Mike, uh, let's talk a little bit about your association with Dundas. It's been a good run. It's been a really good run. I joined uh, in 2005, uh, just out of the short stint that I had in the Dodger organization, uh, and uh, it's it's been a wonderful time, a lot more than I ever could have expected, and a really hard thing to walk away from, which I know is a common story across town ball in Minnesota. But uh, it's it's been a great it's been a great run. And one of the things about Dundas that stands out, uh, really one of the marquee amateur baseball clubs here in the state of Minnesota, and, and there are a lot of those. And this 
town team ball, the, this amateur baseball continues to grow. Communities continue to put uh, resources into their ballparks, and it all leads up to the state tournament. And the communities that host the state tournaments annually, it, it really is important. It, it, it's a big deal. It's a wonderful annual event. It really is. It's, I think of it as the pinnacle event of town ball, which is, you know, as you described, is really just a wonderful thing. And uh, it's more than just baseball uh, in Minnesota. It's, it's really becomes a, a community centerpiece, a place for uh, people in the community to gather and uh, to connect with their friends and families and enjoy a pretty good product in baseball. Baseball is really a unique sport in the way that, you know, you're going to play your best baseball between the ages in most cases between 27 and 35. And so, you know, as, as players in the community grow up and play the game and continue to come back and get better, it's uh, it's, it's a good product. And, uh, and like you said, this is uh, it's, it's a wonderful event. It's a wonderful time of year. And uh, we're really excited to welcome people to our ballpark. Yeah, it is a, a big weekend as teams punch your ticket to the state tournament. As I mentioned, the A underway right now, and uh, for a number of years they've been hosting that right in the heart of the cities, uh, St. Anthony, uh, right at the high school there in Palm Field. It's a great little ballpark, and I'm going to be ballpark. over there. Yep. Yep, they really do a good job with the A. And then, of course, the B and the C, and uh, that, that's been moving around. And it really is an honor for these communities to be able to host. And this year it's Faribault, Dundas, and Meesville. That's right. And we, we've got two really good partners. Uh, we have spent uh, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of emotion getting our ballpark uh, to the point that it is. I mean, it started uh, well before we were awarded the bid. I think it was back in 2018. And um it was already a, a great ballpark back then and um you know everything that we've done um at our ballpark very similar to Faribault and meet and measles of course has, has a wonderful ballpark too uh was to you know become a venue that can host this event uh, on a regular basis or events like this on on a regular basis so uh you know we've improved the playing surface and added uh almost 250 stadium seats and uh, it, in added bar rails and, and things that uh, consumers of baseball have, uh, have, have become accustomed to, and, um, and it should be a wonderful event. Yeah, and, and you see it in all these communities and the efforts they put into the ballpark. Um, a year ago, I was able to do some state tournament games over at Jaska, and that, that's been there for a long time right there down by the river and in town, yep. a, a great old ballpark. And it, it, it's just a magical environment, and, and I was doing Class C games, uh, and the the folks that come in with with these small towns from all over the state, it, it it's just phenomenal. You you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, it's really a gathering point. It it it's almost reminiscent of of maybe a a, a state tournament, a state girls or boys basketball tournament or volleyball or whatever. When it, when you get a chance to see these. You know, towns gather and take in a sporting event. It it really is wonderful, and the and the crowds are outstanding. They absolutely are, and and I'm sure that we'll see some some fan buses and and a, and a lot of vans that are packed with with a lot of with a lot of folks from uh, you know particularly the the class C you know the the class B teams uh, like us like Meesville draw really really well, um, but the class C's are are on another. Um, 
level, I guess. And it's, uh, it's, it's really fun to, you know, there's 200 and in, in, in some class C teams out there. And, uh, you know, for a lot of guys, uh, you just don't get to see those teams all, all that often. So you see, you know, the, the Plato's and the, um, the Haley, all, all the teams from, from across the state. It's, uh, it, you're, you're right. It's magical. Yeah. And, uh, it gets going next weekend, right, Mike? That's right. We're six days away. So, uh, first round games on, on Friday night, uh, in Dundas, Faribault and Meesville, uh, August 19th. So, um, we're, we're fired up. There's one game at each park on Friday, a full day, on Saturday, of four games at each park, and then three on Sunday. So um, we're, we are fired up and uh, look forward to some really big crowds. Yeah, and what's great about this, it kind of corresponds and, and happens right around the state fair. And because many times uh, these state tournament games are either uh, on the edge of the Metro area or just outside the Metro area, I would assume state fair, uh, fair visits for a lot of these teams and their fans you know, are, are, are part of the mix. They play, and then uh, who knows, maybe maybe head, head up to the state fair. I, I would hope so, and, and we're going to do our best to, to prepare them with some with some good deep-fried food at, at Dundas anyway, and we're going to have <laughs> That's some right. deep- Hey, Steve, and I, I, you know, as, as we make our final prep and anybody who's hosted events like this, I mean, there's a little bit of a panic right about now. And, and honestly, the biggest panic right now, I'm glad you brought up the state fair, is, is literally how many cases of cheese curds are, are, do we yep. order and where, and where do we keep them? Uh, and our deep fryer is going to work the whole weekend. So um, hopefully we'll warm everybody up with a, with a full pallet of, um, or a full offering of cheese curds and fries and burgers and such, and then they can go try all the other deep-fried goodies at the State Fair. Yeah, just just load up. Why not? It's the end of summer, and uh, I, right. I'm sure there'll be plenty of cold beverages as well. Darn right. Yeah, well, a great, great setting, and uh, the website, uh, just just go to uh, Minnesota Baseball Association website, find out all the info, all the game times, and uh, it is going to be a great time. Dundas, one of the sites, and then of course uh, Meesville and Faribault for the state B and C. Mike, good to visit with you. Have a great time with it. Thank you much. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, good to visit with you again, Mike. Take care. There he is, Mike Ludwig, Dundas Dukes a State Class B and C amateur baseball tournament. Once again at Faribault, Dundas, and Meesville, and. Uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I, I know I'm going to be at the State A at uh, St. Anthony and Palm Field next Sunday for the games. And then my hope is, and, and we haven't, you know, firmed up all the assignments, but uh, hopefully I spend a couple of Sundays at, at one of those venues, Faribault, Dundas, or, or Meesville, calling some games on uh, PrepSpotlight.tv. Really look forward to that. Twins and Angels coming up tonight here on the radio. Game two of the three-game set. Twins broke a three-game losing streak. Of course, they dropped the finale against Toronto. Very controversial. That play at the plate. And then they uh, got thumped by the Dodgers. Oh, by the way, the Dodgers have won 11 in a row. So they're, they're beating up on everybody. But the Twins get right on Friday night in Anaheim. Tyler Malley, a gem. Six innings. The bullpen combines on a four-hit shutout. So the Twins... I get the win. Cleveland keeps winning, so the Twins start play today. A game and a half. Huh? We'll check that Major League scoreboard coming up a little bit later on. Other sports headlines going on. The Loons get back at it after the All-Star break. Uh, the Lynx, 
Uh, they said uh, goodbye at home last night to Sylvia Fowles. It was Sylvia Fowles' night at Target Center, and they got blown out by Seattle. One to go in the regular season. Really a must-win situation at Connecticut on Sunday if they hope to get into the postseason. We will discuss that. We'll update you on the golf. Uh, first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs, the FedEx St. Jude Championship down in Memphis. And Tony Finau, who won the 3M here, won the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. He is the hottest golfer in the world. And Tony Finau on the leaderboard uh, right now, three off the lead, but in a tie for six. And Troy Merritt, who played at Spring Lake Park, uh, he is two off the lead and playing very well in the opening round of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So that is all coming up. Uh, high school sports gearing up for the fall sports season. John Malay will join us a little bit later on. We will get an update uh, on the Vikings. Chris Thomason is following them to Las Vegas. They open the preseason against the Pioneer Press. Kirk Cousins didn't make the trip. We'll have the very latest on that. Much, much more on the way here on his Saturday. News Talk, E3OWCCO. Loons get back at it against Nashville on Sunday. And we'll talk more about that. They had the All-Star break this week. Looked like a great time was had by all. And uh, the the Major League Soccer All-Stars beat Liga MX. 2-1 2-1 in that game. Dane Sinclair, the MVP, he is the goalkeeper for the Loons. So good stuff there. The Lynx got blown out by Seattle last night. Sylvia Fowles, they said goodbye to the legend. And uh, they got beat by Seattle. Really no contest last night. 96-69. Now they have one game to go, and they will play at Connecticut on Sunday. And they need to win that and they need help. Now, if they're able to win Friday night against Seattle and win Sunday against Connecticut, they're in. But uh, now they need to beat the Sun and I believe get a little help. Um, kind of a murky playoff picture, but uh, the Lynx, after a 3-13 and start, uh, still have a chance. But uh, I had a chance to visit with the associate head coach, Katie Smith, uh, sitting in this week for Henry Lake. And Kitty joined us right out of the gate. And I believe it's available some it's, uh, somewhere on the website, WCCRadio.com. But it, but it was a chat about Sylvia Fowles' career and really one of the all-time greats in the game. The Olympic titles, the WNBA titles, um, and the, the fans really turned out more than 12,000 at Target Center last night. So uh, once... Again, congrats to Sylvia Falls, and I, I'm sure the thought is I wish the season was a bit more successful. But uh, at the moment, it sounds like they still have a chance to get into the postseason, and we'll we'll see if uh, we can talk more about the Lynx. Trying to reach Kent Youngblood, Star Tribune beat writer, to talk about the Lynx and and their playoff chances. So we'll see if we can track down uh, Kent a little bit later on in the program. MLB, we talk Twins and Angels tonight. We'll have much more on that as we get a little bit closer to the ball game. have a sneak peek at the lineup. What we did learn, and uh, social media specialist Heather Rule, and and I follow, and Heather has a lot of great tidbits out there online. I'm always impressed. Through this out there, that Byron Buxton will be in center field again tonight, and this will be the first time Byron Buxton has played back-to-back games in center field 
since early June. How about that? So uh, maybe all this rest and the treatment he got right after the All-Star game in L.A. is starting to pay dividends because I, I don't think there is any doubt about this. When you look at the Minnesota Twins and the fact that in L.A. they fell out of first place with their two losses to the Dodgers, Cleveland's playing very well. And, and they sit a game and a half back. And you have to give Cleveland credit. They are playing good ball right now and have really deserved to take over first place while, while the two, Twins have struggled a little bit. But Byron Buxton being available and in the lineup is huge and getting more out of Carlos Correa. And there was this report, maybe you saw this, about Correa earlier in the day. And I can't remember which which writer threw it out there and the responses to it were interesting what what he said is is that it sounds like carlos correa is going to opt out of his contract and become a free agent and i think that was in the back of most people's minds when the twins did bring him over and after one year he did have the out so he's getting 35 million dollars this year he's been terrific at shortstop we would assume he's been a positive influence in the clubhouse and while he hasn't been maybe as productive as people had hoped at the plate so far this year. Buxton and Correa are the guys who are going to need to get it done because they have been getting uh, contributions at times from Gio Urshela. Uh, There's no question Jose Miranda has been a huge, huge benefit for this ball club. But you need Buxton and you need Correa. They're the leaders. Correa is the big money guy. Byron Buxton has a new contract. I know he's been banged up, but those are the guys that are going to need to lead the way if the Twins are going to rally and win the division and get into the postseason. They're not out of the mix in the wild card, but um, I think goal number one has to be to rally, overtake Cleveland, and ultimately win the division. And I know I've been fretting about the White Sox, and if you've heard me filling in for Mike or Henry or here on a Saturday, I continue. It just doesn't look like now that the White Sox are going to wake from their season-long slumber. They were their favorites to win the division, and they have just never lived up to their promise. But the one thing that did live up to promise, and I talked to Kerry, our producer, Kerry Klatt, off the air a little bit, and I do want to bring this up again, and it is worth bringing up, is how cool that Field of Dreams game is in Dyersville, Iowa. It is. It's the best. It's extremely enjoyable. I there there are people that rip it and say it's hokey and they they did it once and that's enough. I, I put it in the category of the NHL's winter classic, um, and but th- this has even a different charge or a different charm because it is at the Field of Dreams down in Dyersville, Iowa. Uh, the much beloved movie Field of Dreams. It has all of those ingredients, and I have absolutely no problem with them going back there for a game every summer. Absolutely. Do you want to hear? Wait, listen. I have the music. I have a little bit of the music. <laughs> you know, I mean, who doesn't love that music? Oh yeah, I, I, just oh. just absolutely love yeah. it. Knowing the players come out of the corn yes. and through the fence and all of that. It is really cool, and why not? There's 162 regular season games. This year they had the Reds and Cubs, a couple of teams that were struggling. But I think the way they set it up, they they, they do set up a major league press box, and they do have a grandstand, 
But I think in general they, they capture the feeling of what it should be, and I think the visuals year in and year out are terrific. Absolutely. And, I, yeah, I mean, that's what it, it captures, just playing baseball, just playing catch, play catch with your dad, play catch with your mom. I mean, just play catch yeah, for and sure. enjoy um, just being out there, being out. You can play catch just on a field in in the middle of Iowa. <laughs> um, oh, I just love it. And this year with Ken Griffey Jr., that was so perfect with his dad. Um, yeah, I, I really – I just enjoy it. I gotta go. To, I want to go. To, but you know what makes it makes it fun too. And we were saying, I like that Kevin Costner wasn't there. They don't need him every year. You can change no. it up. So it makes me look forward. Who who are they going to get next year? Yeah, and the, there was talk for for the people that do enjoy it. You know, when when do the twins get an invite? Because t- to me, proximity wise, makes a ton of sense. Because y- you would get a ton of Twins fans down there. I mean, the demand would be huge with with that regional appeal. It's not a long road trip. And I do regret that I haven't been there because I love the movie. It's one of my favorite favorite sports-related movies of all time. I just think it's wonderful and the whole Moonlight Graham thing and Chisholm and, and all that. I, I, I just like it. I think some people think it's hokey or whatever. I, I don't think that at all. And to me, I, I think MLB has something going, and I, and I think generally they, they do it right. You can't say that a lot about MLB and some of the things they have done, um, like the stupid idea once upon a time where, you know, the, the winner of the All-Star game gets home field advantage for the World Series. That was ridiculous. Uh, and Ending an All-Star game in a tie, I think, led to that. But, you know, getting back to this Field of Dreams game, it's beautiful, and I hope I hope the Twins get to take part in it at some point in the near future, and I hope they stick with it and and keep it like it is, kind of a charming, low-key event. It, it it's it's really neat. Have you been to Field of Dreams? I here? haven't. I haven't. But yeah, you got to take your little guy there when he gets a little older. I know. I'm so. I have so many things to look forward to. It's him watching yeah. the movie for the first time. I. Right. It was yeah. one of the Shoeless Joe. It was one of the first books I remember for some reason when I was. I mean, that was a kind of bigger, you know, novel. And but I remember reading it when I was you know, a young teenager and thinking, this is the greatest book. I love the book. I love the story. I mean, I totally bought into it. You know, you have to buy into what's happening there in Iowa <laughs> in the story. And I just have always loved it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I think it really is a, a cool story and uh, always enjoyed it. And like I say, you know, Cubs, Reds, teams aren't very good. It, it, it's still, to me, very, very well done indeed. And maybe... You know, I, I can't imagine they'd do like a Twins Brewers or a Twins White Sox, but you know, with all those teams in the area, you get the Cubs. That that's relatively close. I, I can't remember some of the other teams that have played in it so far, but yeah, I think the Twins are the no bra- a no brainer. I think the Brewers at some point, uh, the White Sox should should get a a shot. Uh, a, and did or did they play? Because of the whole Shoeless Joe thing and, and the White Sox anyway. I, I just guess I can't remember it, who yeah, some of the other. Yeah, I think I mean, last year it was the Yankees and the, so- and the White Sox. Yeah, okay, Yankees, White Sox last year. So so that makes total sense. But, you know, I, I think getting Twins and Brewers in the mix is, is really a no-brainer as well. Because they're, they're absolutely guaranteed, I think, anyway, is selling it out. 
but but having an opportunity. And Twins fans really travel well to Milwaukee or Chicago or, for that matter, Kansas City. I mean, all those road trips for the Twins. So Dyersville, Iowa would, would be a no-brainer for the Twins to get involved. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. PGA Tour, first round of the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Uh, Troy Merritt has, has been flirting with the lead and then falls back. Uh, he's made some putts. He's missed some putts. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll get you up to date on that leaderboard uh, here in a moment. A news talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Seven minutes down front of five, all the news and weather at five. Speaking of the weather this hour, uh, brought to you by our friends at the St. Paul Saints. And the Saints are home tonight. Uh, they get Columbus at fabulous CHS Field, and then uh, they, they get Columbus, and then Scranton comes to town. And, you know, uh, AAA, you know, these teams come to town for a week. So so when you go on the road in AAA, you go on the road, and you settle in in a town. And Columbus has been here since Tuesday. They'll wrap it up with a matinee at CHS Field. Twins, of course, on the road. Uh, they will be... In Anaheim tonight, game two of the three-game set. PGA Tour starting their FedEx Cup playoffs. The Live Tour guys uh, not allowed to play. And I, I will just editorialize quickly. I'm fine with it. Uh, when they, they signed with the new tour, um, that that's their deal. 
Um, I'm not sure if any other sports league uh, allows you to compete in multiple leagues at the same time in the same sport. You know, we all know Michael Jordan played minor league baseball and played the NBA, or took a break to play minor league baseball, came back to the NBA. But I, I, I just don't, I, I just don't know why they don't understand that if you go sign with a rival tour, whoever it's funded by, um, why, why you would be just welcome back to to play on this other tour, I, I, especially when the new tour is being set up by someone or, or Greg Norman's involvement who, who's bent on destroying the PGA Tour as we know it. it just my opinion. Uh, J.J. Spawn, your leader, along with Sepp Straka at 13 Under Power. Once again, this is uh, the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs, the FedEx St. Jude down there in Memphis. Will Zalatoris, Trey Mullinex, Cameron Smith, uh, the Open champion. Uh, has the Claret Jug, champion golfer of the year in that group at 11 under par. Troy Merritt at minus 10. He has a birdie putt coming up on 18. And Troy's been hanging around the leaderboard. And he, he's had a couple of terrific rounds. 65-65, uh, even on his round today. And Troy Merritt played his high school golf at Spring Lake Park. But his putter has failed him today. He missed a very makeable birdie putt on 18 just a moment ago. And he will finish at 10 under par. Still in the thick of it, uh, three back, but in a tie for sixth at uh, the moment. So there it is, first round of the FedEx Cup uh, playoffs. Uh, the St. Jude down there in Memphis. And as we mentioned, uh, links back at it, regular season finale at Connecticut tomorrow. And we're going to try and sort out what the scenarios are. Because for the Lynx, it was simple going into Sylvia Falls last night against Seattle. Beat Seattle, win at Connecticut, and you're in. Well, they got blown out by Seattle. And I still think there are scenarios where they can get into the WNBA playoffs. But it starts with winning at Connecticut tomorrow afternoon. So we will sort that out after 5 o'clock today. Uh, Also, we're going to go to Las Vegas Chris Thomason's going to join us from the Pioneer Press. The Vikings and the Raiders open the preseason uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. And Kirk Cousins won't be there. He tested positive for COVID-19 after feeling ill and leaving TCO Performance Center. So it'll be all about the backups, uh, Kellen Mann and Sean Mannion tomorrow. It sounds like Mannion uh, will get the start. But we'll we'll get the latest on that uh, from Chris Thomason uh, down in Vegas getting ready for that game. So it is... uh, coming up next hour and then high school sports getting started around the state of minnesota before you know it uh, they're going to be playing football and volleyball etc we'll have that for you uh, here on news talk e3o wcco and uh, we should tell you otherwise uh cloudy and cool here in the twin cities minneapolis st paul a 72 and that breeze out of the northeast at 14. No mention of rain. We could see some fog overnight. Some sun tomorrow in 80. Sunny in 81 on Monday. Sunny in 82 on Tuesday. Once again, the news. And another update on the weather coming up in a moment. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.